Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. I'm stood outside Old Trafford, a couple of hours ahead of United against Wolves, under ominous grey clouds. It's been raining. I pray it doesn't rain tonight because we've got a new United We Stand out and uh, rain kills sales of a paper-based product, believe it or not. I've just bumped into Binzi. Hello, nice to see you again. Andy, you're in Manchester, mate. It rains every day of the week. See it's just been a gloomy day. Spain, that's gloomy, gloomy day, mate, today. No, yeah, that old Trafford, that'll brighten things up. Well, on the pre-season, it rained heavily in Oslo. It rained heavily in Dublin. Then we had all the sunshine in the United States. And we're back in. It's been raining heavily again. Anyway, right, cool. you're, you're feeling optimistic. How are you feeling about United at the moment? Well, we've got a manager who now knows what he's doing. So let's give him time, back him. Just see by the players he wants to get out the door. He's absolutely fantastic. Even I told you about De Gea 18 months ago. And he's gone. Fantastic. How did you feel the other day when you heard the news that that Fred, our Brazilian midfielder, was leaving the club? Oh, it broke my heart. (laughs) He should have left fucking earlier, that's why. How did he get here? That's what I want to know. Who signed him? Jose Mourinho signed him, didn't he? Where's he now? Um, he's at Roma, just right. give me one second. So De Gea's gone, Fred's yeah. gone. Who else? McTominay, get him out the door. Yeah. Well, Langer done well for Forrest the other day, didn't he? Who why else? didn't he fucking do that for us? Who else would you get rid of? Eh. Uh, I've got to think now. Who would you keep? Is anyone you'd keep? I'll get rid of Delot, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Where do you think United will finish this season? Well, I'm not fucking... I'm not... Listen, I'll be happy with the top four. Maybe a trophy if we can get one, a cup final. You know what I mean? But give him time. Let's get... So you're having the manager? Oh, fantastic. Best manager we've had since Fergie. Yeah? Why? Well, by the players he's getting rid of, that already tells me he knows what he's doing. What about the ones he's bringing in? Give him a chance. Give him a... Hello, Any hello. No, no, no. Give him a chance. Give him a chance. Yeah? Yeah. What have you done this summer? Same You've old. been on holiday? I'm going next week. Where to? Tenerife. Yeah? Yeah. Is that where Binti goes on holiday? Tenerife? Oh, no, the wife. Like, I don't like getting on planes, I'll be honest with you. Why not? I don't, I don't like flying. Why? I don't know. I just don't know. And I've been on enough of the fucking things, you know what I mean? When did you last go on a plane? Last year, to Tenerife. Just unnerve you. When did you last go on a plane to somewhere which wasn't Tenerife? I went to the uh, land of the rising sun. Okay. Japan? Correct. What year? That was 2002, I'll never forget it. Yeah? Yeah. How long were you there for? Nine months. Right. Okay. How long... How long were you supposed to go there for? Six weeks. Right. The World Cup was on, so we thought, you know what they don't know, our boys. Them and them Germans, I've got no fucking compassion for them whatsoever. Which city did you find yourselves um, detained in? Um, It was called Fakui. Where's that? Fuck knows, I just know it's, I think it's on one of the coasts. What was it, like a jail? Was a jail, yeah. Yeah. What are Japanese jails like? Very strict. Yeah? What's the food like in them? <laughs> Only little pot. I lost fucking six stone in there. So anyone who's thinking of dieting and they've got a problem, just go to Japan. You'll soon lose fucking weight. 
What's the hygiene like in Japanese prisons? Spotless. Yeah? Yeah, the spotless. Did you learn any Japanese? Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> I can't believe you went to Japan for six weeks and came back nine months later on. Fucking hell, he wanted to keep us for fucking six years, the prosecutor. I shall not ask what you were, uh, what you were doing in Japan to be held. Well, liberating funds, you know, like they tried in '42. It's payback time, Andy. What for the Second World War? Yeah, so, but so traumatised me when I seen them fucking POWs. I went to the peace park in Hiroshima. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, and I wrote in the book. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not forget about the POWs. You fucking tortured and starved. So you went on a mission there, then. This was, yeah. This was a real reason for you going. No, not really. <laughs> no, but you tried to say that it was. My um, my grandfather fought in in Burma against. Well, the, you will know the what they did. They were. He also fought in in North Africa. Um, Germans yeah. and Japs can't. Yeah. He got it. They deserve everything they get. Yeah, and uh, there's been some very good books written about Burma in the Second World War. I can't believe we started talking about this. <laughs> right, so... Well, this is a war, isn't it? What? Being it's... outside Old Trafford? No, the season. The season's a war. Attrition, 38 Football games. Football has it's... taken the All place right. of war. So who's going right, to win the league this year, then? I don't want to swear. Right, you think City are going to win the league? No. No? No. Liverpool. It's either Liverpool. Yeah, or? Arsenal. Yeah. City are in. Whoever beats them blue bastards, it's above them, isn't it? We're, we're still. We're getting there. We're not ready for a challenge, but we might be able to fucking mess it up a few times. Right, I want Binz's predictions. Three players who are going to have good seasons for United this year Martinez. Yeah. Hoyland. He, he's interviewed in the New United States stand. He's a good Love lad, him. you know. Yeah, Argentinian. Spoke to him, spoke to him in Spanish for 45 minutes. He's good in, in his own language. He's really good. You speak Catalonian, innit? I don't. I speak Spanish. My, right. kids, my kids speak Catalan, I don't. Great if you can speak. I can understand it, but I, I can't speak, speak it. I speak Manc, and that's all I've got. You know when you're in... in Ganacho. Ganacho, and who's the other one? Uh, I'd like, I don't know, Anthony, I like Anthony to do well. Yeah, he could have I, a good I, second I love him, me and the crowd, half of them don't, I don't see what they're going on about. When you were held against your will in Japan, yeah. how did you get news of Manchester United? We didn't. We got the, what's it called now, the Japanese Times or something. I can't yeah. remember, it's in English. Were you by yourself over there? No, there was four of us. Four of you? But they segregated us. Did you have any contact with them? Yeah, when we were getting deported. That was the only time you saw him? Yeah, the, you know the Japanese thingy system, 96% yeah. guilties, because they keep you there. Right. He was in there, the sarin's gas, the blind guy. Did you plead guilty when in, you were in Japan? In the end, I did, yeah. Did you? Just yeah. to get out? Just to get home. If you fuck them about, they can fuck you about. You know what I mean? All right, and on that note, prediction of the Wolves game? Eh... Uh, I like to think 3-0-3-1. Thank you, Binzi. Andy, nice to see you. So it's lovely seeing people who you've not seen over the summer. Um, just seeing people who were very good friends with Kevin Peake. Kevin died. Uh, Kevin was a very familiar face uh, in his wheelchair at Manchester United matches for decades. And his funeral was in, was in Eccles a few weeks ago. And you know, I loved seeing Kevin before matches. It, 
he'd wait um, at the start of the Munich Tunnel and just seeing some of his friends now and they're absolutely heartbroken. But I'm glad they're here. And I think Kevin will be glad that they're here as well. Uh, pretty awful night, but smattering of Wolves fans around. And there's going to be some protest tonight. There's, as I understand it, there's going to be a protest against Mason Greenwood coming back to the club. And the 58 group as well are planning some form of protest and I've got one of the spokesmen here. Welcome again, good to see you. Nice to see you Andy. What's, what's happening tonight? So we're protesting tonight against the Glazer ownership again. You know, I mean to be quite honest, we didn't think we were going to end up having to roll into this season doing this. We thought we would have had um, um, a, a statement, a release from the ownership as to where we are. But we're not surprised. They've not spoke to us in 18 years, so why are they going to do that now? So we're, we're protesting tonight at the Trinity. Um, it's against the ownership. We want a resolution. They want us to include, we want them to include the fans and let us know where we're up to. But also it's to, to promote our 60-minute sitting after the Nottingham Forest game. Um, because we want every, every United fan to sit in and protest with us for, for 60 minutes after the Forest game. So after the final whistle, sit. Good and standing as well, because we've had some safe standing areas put in. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no sit, sit stand, whatever, just stay in your seats. And um, I know a lot of people are a little bit worried about the, um, the stewards that are always uh, shuffling people out. We just want to reassure you that we check the T's and C's for, um, for ticket holders and there's no time scale on when you need to leave your seat. It's just a judgment call by the stewards. Um, obviously, if they're, if they're adamant, you have to make a decision yourselves and we never ask anybody to stop that. But hey, just tell them you want to join the protest. Um, the club have always said, and Richard Arnold has always said, that they'll always respect the, um, a peaceful protest from the fans and we expect them to sit, uh, stick to that for Forest. So it's a lack of communication that's doing your editing. It's everything. It's, you know, it's the, it's, it's, it's the money they've taken out of the club. Um, it's the, it's the, leveraged, the leveraged loan that's been the issue with our... With the with the with the fan base for forever, since, you know, since since that happened to the club, it's a communication problem. They don't tell it. They, listen, the 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 match going fan base is the lowest of the low. You know, they are bottom of the ring. You know, first of all, they want the they want to sell shirts. They want to they want to you know they're a commercial entity. They want people to buy stuff. That's what they want. They don't care. They just want people to buy stuff. Then they want you to watch us on on TV. Then after that. They'll just let all the match goers travel to London at 8 o'clock on a Sunday night to watch a game and not, not be able to get back. They don't care. So, do you know what? It's a chance for the, the match going fan base to make a stand. And No, we want to understand what's going on with that club. It's been nine months. So, this is your way of keeping pressure up against the owners who everybody wants to see the back off. I think when that announcement came in November, nobody thought that nine months down the line, there would be no more clarity. None of us are any of the wiser now. No, we're not. We're not, and that's really, really frustrating. And we understand that it's a, you know, it's a sale of one of the jewels in the crown in world football. You know, ourselves, Real Madrid, Barcelona. They, they are the, they are the, you know, the jewels in the crown. They're, they're, they're the clubs that people want to own. Um, and I get it. But do you know what? They've, they've got a fan base that they just ignore. Do you know what? Could they put a timeline? On? Could they say that we're okay? We're going to make, you know, this, this, this um, process is going to end by. November, about uh, September, October. Yeah, of course you could. But they don't tell you anything. And the reason they do that is because they want to absolutely drain every last penny out of this opportunity. So you think it's just a cash cow that they, they keep on milking? Been, and it's always been a cash cow. 
they'll just keep on they'll just keep on looking at look there's there's good signs they've not took any dividends um they're, they're looking to um, make the football structure more competent which is what you really need to do if you're trying to sell a football club because it's all about um projections and and what that football club will look to a new owner in two three five years so they're making the moves that 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 show signs that they're going to sell but are they going to sell I don't know. You know, there's times where I've thought yes. There's times where I've had indications that we think something's coming and it hasn't done. I spoke to one of the bidding parties last week. They've not heard anything at all. Among your members, what do they want next? Because I would assume that 0% want the Glazers to stay. And then what comes next? Because I see quite a divided fan base as to, as to what they want next. The biggest challenge is the divided fan base. And again, that's, that's something that's morphed over 18 years. You know, even before the Glazers, when we became a PLC, that divide started. So it's not, it's not just the Glazers, you know, it's when we became a PLC. And, and what fans thought is, is how Manchester United should be owned and how Manchester United should, should have been run. Um, but the way that, you know, that's the way the club make money. You know, if you had a United fan base and we decided to... It's never to, been United though, has it's it? It's never... No, but I think it's worse now than it's ever been. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's worse now than it's ever been. And, you know, there's, there's, there's money to be made. I, mean, I think we said this before, Andy. There's money to be made on social media accounts where, you know, it's, it's good to be bad. It's good to be controversial. It's good to stir up shit. And it makes you money because in the end that's all they care about but then again so do our owners so it's 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 what, what's the difference so there's but, people feeding off potential news of a sale just generating clicks absolutely. and hits absolutely it's all about clicks and hits and and you know what the club the club rely on social media so much you know that's that's how they generate their revenues you know it's up in there you know on their financials how many followers they've got um on all their all their um social media outlets it, it's big and it's a big influence. And if you're a moderate, and I mean this in the greatest respect, if you're a moderate Manchester United fan, and all you see is that, if you you know you don't come to the matches every day, and I mean this with the greatest respect, you believe it. Yeah. So this this online discourse it skews reality, doesn't it? I've said this. Yeah. I first said this eight years ago. I said the mood at the games is very different to online, and I got so much stick for saying that eight years ago, and I'd say that. I'd stand by that all day long. It's become a norm now. Yeah. But when I first said it, but these these accounts are separate from the club. These are people just yes. feeding off negativity yeah. and, and amplifying it. And the algorithms of social media do that. They don't want balance. They don't want context. But how does that play into the Glazers going? It plays quite well into the Glazers going because it divides a... Look, there's a huge divide between the online fan base and the match-going fan base. There seems to be this thing as of... As to what oh, comes next. As to what comes next, yeah. So yeah. if I went onto my Twitter, well, I've done it, and said, who do you want next? And I'd say 75% would say Qatar. If yeah. I went onto United We Stand or The Athletic, anything, yeah. there's any form of paywall yeah. where, you, you know, there's got to be something behind it, yeah. not an anonymous account it would be the opposite of that, like 75% Absolutely. the other way. I cannot see a perfect owner for, for Manchester United. I'm, I'm, I feel very conflicted. I used to think that Barcelona had the best ownership yeah. model. I don't now at no. all. Um, and it's sad that, that it's come to this. So 
do you, are you trying to get any unity from your followers or is it first of all about getting the glazers out both both we're trying to get unity within the fan base because that's the only way we're going to put but real for what pressure if people want different things good well you know all right we we feel that the future of the football club will be in better hands away from the glazers yeah yeah so as a protest group and a group that wants the glazers out we'll never stop trying to unify the fan base and sometimes we upset people but you know you, you never achieve anything by cuddling everybody you know you know it's simple as that it, it, facts are facts and if people don't like it it is what it is but in the end we want the right we feel we want the right thing for the club and what's, we want the glazers out what's the mood been like among your followers and your group this summer just just frustration because nothing's happening one thing we've always tried to do and you'll probably see that this evening we've, we've got the the protesters that are going to stand with us from the um, FFGR group yeah yeah uh, about you know against Greenwood okay we're, we're, we're a protest group so if they were to protest they protest and they can stand with us because fundamentally the issue is the Glazers the reason we are where we are with, the, with, with this Greenwood uh, situation is because of the way our ownership you know the culture that they portray through this club that they push through this club six months six months after the charges were dropped after the evidence was given and now six months later they might be pushing it back to september why why so, so you, you you think this is just typical of the way the can keeps being kicked down the yep. road in yep uh, as a norm of the glazers decision making in absolutely terms of whether it's the stadium whether it's whatever it's just, everything takes forever yeah because what they do is they'll, they'll throw out a couple of flashy ideas they'll let united thinks oh that's gonna happen and then six months later it doesn't happen and then they'll just drop something else again it's always hanging a carrot in front of the fans but you never get to that carrot. And we're here again with Greenwood. They don't know what to do. All they want to know is how, how commercially they're going to benefit out of this really shit situation. And that's a delay. But they're absolutely displaying total disdain for the fan base. So there's someone walking past now with a flag on the back with one of your groups. We want our club back 1958. Yep. Full sale now. Where, where are your members from? Far and wide? All over. Yeah. All over. We... we we um, speak to people, international fans. We're starting to get a little bit of traction in the States um, because what, what people got- I was got... there on the pre-season when I was in a tent outside the MetLife Stadium when hundreds of people were singing anti-Glazer songs. Yeah, yeah. And we were fully aware of that. And do you know what a lot of it is? It's education. And do you know what? We may have tried in the past, but then we may have stopped. But it's all about updating that education and making people understand. And what they've got to remember is, in America, it's a different culture to here. There's different rules, there's different, different laws to protesting. So you've got to do it in different ways. But do you know what? They're, they're just as sick as the Glazers as we are. But they need direction, and we're trying to help them with that direction. And that's why you're seeing these kind of clips from, from, from the uh, pre-season games. So tonight, a smaller protest, and yeah. then a bigger one against Forrest. Yeah, look. And, and then if there's no change, you see these protests continuing. We do. I mean, we're not going to stop until they're gone. And I know, we've, I know Andy, you've been around a long time. You've heard that a lot. Um, but we just need to find different ways that we, could, we, we can impact the Glazer ownership. Personally, I think they will sell. I think they're just trying to drain the last, last uh, penny out of the club. Um, but I think we're at, we're at such a low point at the moment. You know, we've got the euphoria of the first game of the season. And it's overshadowed by the the typical indecision of our ownership because I really do think they're inept and I really do think that they, they don't know how to make a decision and I really you, know, you only have to look at the way the B shares were set up 
across the six siblings to see that they don't even trust each other. You have to make a decision together. That tells you everything. They've not been able to do that. What would you do if one of them walked up to you now? I can't say that on the recording. Said, said, hey, how are you? <laughs> I'd hand him a flyer for sitting against Forest. Thank you for your time. Cheers, Andy. Just selling the New United Way, standing as a group of gentlemen here, and I said, where are you from? And I wasn't expecting Botswana. You've all come over from Botswana? Yeah, yeah. It's actually my mate Bernie's wedding here. That's what we're here for. Well, I live here. So you live here? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a bit of a shame because I was like, oh, goodness, I planned my wedding on the day the Premier League starts. But then it was very lucky. You know, I had a game on the, on the 14th. So Saturday was the 12th was, was when my wedding was. And I was like, man, are guys, do they really want to come to my wedding? Or do they really want to come to the game? But luckily the game was on a Monday. How'd you get from Botswana to Samat Busby Way? <laughs> On a boat. Quite, on a boat. <laughs> Quite a long flight, mate. Quite a long flight. Yeah, yeah. So you can't fly direct from Botswana, can you? Uh, no, you do stop by either Dubai or somewhere in Europe and then hop over to Manchester. Tell us about Manchester United support in Botswana. Everyone here. There's another man here. But also... Which other teams are popular? Arsenal. Yeah. So Man United, no, no, Arsenal. Man United, Arsenal. From the, from the early 90s. Tell us something about Botswana that we don't know as a country. Come on, ooh, this is your chance. Ooh, Put ooh. your country in the spotlight. Eighth wonder of the world. What is it? Okavango Delta. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Is it worth visiting? Should I visit your country? Yeah, definitely. It's the biggest. It's the best safari in Africa. Yeah. Yeah. So safari. Yeah. Best safari in Africa. Yeah. Definitely. All right. And although non-football related, catch up. Check out the World Championships next week. Definitely getting a medal in that next week. In which sport? 100 meters, 100 yeah. meters, 200 yeah, yeah. meters. Definitely yeah. getting, getting a medal. How many yeah. people live in Botswana? Next, next, next you say in both, definitely from Botswana. Two million. And the 4x4 relay, man. 4x4 relay. 4x4, 4x4. Prediction for tonight, please, boys, quickly. 3 0. 3 0. 3 0. 3 1 to Man United. 2 1. 2 1. To Wolves? No. 3 0. You know which way it's going. Feel like you're missing out because it seems everyone is either starting a side hustle or becoming their own boss and you know what we're hearing a lot of cha-ching the sound of another sale on shopify the all-in-one commerce platform to start run and grow your own business shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide whether you're selling football shirts or fine art prints, Shopify simplifies selling online and in person so that you can successfully grow your business. Covering all your sales channels from a shopfront ready POS system to its all-in-one e-commerce platform, Shopify even gets you selling across social media marketplaces like Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. It's got full of industry-leading tools, ready to ignite your growth. Shopify gives you complete control over your business and your brand without learning new skills in design or in coding. And thanks to 24-7 help and with extensive business course library, Shopify is ready to support your success every step of the way. What's lovely about Shopify is that no matter how big you wanna grow, Shopify will be there to empower you with the confidence and control to take your business to the next level. It's time to get serious about selling and get Shopify today. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a £1 per month trial period at 
shopify.co.uk slash united that's all in lowercase go to shopify.co.uk forward slash united to take your business to the next level today shopify.co.uk forward slash united it's post-match after Manchester United have opened their account in the new Premier League season. It was not pretty at all, but we're going to dissect that a bit. With me, I've got John Ashton, James Young and Stuart Edwards. Um, we're going to unpick the match a bit. John, oh, I mean, bloody hell. That, that we, we held on there, didn't we? Yeah, it, was, um, it wasn't pretty, was it? And, and as we just said there, I think we're lucky that we played who we did. Um, a team, I think, we would be right down there. You know, they couldn't score goals no, last right. season and they've lost two or three of the best <laughs> attacking threats. And you could tell it, it showed to earth. I think 14 or 15 teams in the league would have took at least a point off United today. Um, so it's a good fixture for us. We somehow looked a little bit sort of undercooked, didn't we? Um, like we sort of had no pre-season and a bit disjointed. Uh, but you get the points, you know, last last season we played somewhere and lost, but this season we've managed to get a win. Um, it won't stay long in the memories, uh, not many games against Wolves ever seen to, do they? Um, but yeah, yeah, you move on and uh, we'll have tougher tests next week. Where do you sit, James? How yeah, sit? I mean, I think this Wolves team is nowhere near the one that knocked United out of the cup under Solskjaer that had Jimenez and Jota and Neves and all those all those players that they had going forward. They're, they're, a, shallow, they're a shallow of the, the team that they had before, but I thought they were really poor as well, to be honest. I think... It's a, it's a bit of a shit fixture for Sky to pick. It's the sort of Monday night football game between two teams who don't seem to be able to score. And the fact that Varane was the only player that seemed to be able to put the ball in the net for United says everything about the fact that they clearly don't have a sense forward that can score them 20, 30 goals a season. Again, I thought Anthony tonight was frustrating for someone that came in for the price tag. I know that's not his fault, but just seemed to give the ball away a lot. I thought Sancho, even then, the second half, picked up a bit more, but even then still off it, still not required at the same level that, that I think we uh, expect him to be at. And yeah, disappointing considering, especially I know pre-season doesn't count, but when they were smacking Arsenal and other teams like that, you thought that intensity would, would carry on and it's, it hasn't really. Stuart, you were <laughs> real misery last season. Are you, you going um, well, to That's not going to do anything to improve that, is it? Uh, it's sad to say when the, probably the best part of that match was half-time seeing Mika Richards miss three penalties at half-time for... Uh, What's the programme called? Oh, what they League, go on? League, League of Their Own, yeah. It's getting a bit deaf. Like, I, mean, I don't want to go off no, topic a bit much, but it's getting a bit um, novelty in it rather than serious football. Yeah, yeah. United went, I oh, know what's a good idea, let's get an ex-City and Liverpool player on the pitch at yeah, half-time. But no, the match was, was, wasn't pretty, was it? Like, like John said, he's pretty being kind. Um, uffed and puffed. We, we did look disjointed. And it's one of them, I think, you think, first game of the season, we looked leggy, they looked, they, well, they not looked, they were by far the better side, by far the better side, and if they had a striker, they could have easily put three or four away. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember, I reckon they must have had at least seven or eight shots on target. Uh, the keeper, you know, Anan, I think, with his feet mainly, saved at least two or three second half, and uh, yeah, another team, and we'd have definitely have drawn, if not lost that game, so... That's yeah. the only positive, really. First game of the season, move on. Yeah, um, first thing I want to come on to, um, I was really interested to see how our midfield had set up today. Um, I've not watched um, pre-season as much as probably everybody else has, so I was really intrigued. I really need a break from football. But, <laughs> um, I, I mean, I'm real, I've am i got real reservations, if, you know, that, that how that will work. Well, Casemiro looks yeah. pretty much like he did when he first came last season. He looks like he's enjoyed his summer again. Um, he looks off the pace when he played... Um, in the pre-season game so you know he might take a couple of games to get on it Mason Mount 
I'm not going to go give him pelt as well before he's even properly played for us, but he's never been a player that I particularly watched and thought, you know, he, he looks like one of the managers, like, you know, like brings an apple in for the teacher and that's the way he gets a game. You know, he's, I, I just watch him and I don't see what, he looks neat and tidy, but I don't see what, what he really gives you um, a bit of energy. But I think the bigger problem was probably more that up front, we've still got those same issues. Garnacho's still flat as to deceive when he starts. Antony, again, no real end products. And you kind of waste Rashford a little bit when you put him through the middle. Um, it just didn't look, didn't look quite how it, you know it wasn't very cohesive. And I don't think we can get away with playing two sort of flaky wingers on the outside. You know, yeah, we, I mean, we lose the ball a little bit too easily. I think. I, I always really excited by Garnacho, but he was. Um, yeah, I thought he looked like he was up against a real wily fullback tonight. That Semedo really impressed me actually, and he's never. I can't say he's a player that stood out to me in the past, but I thought he did a great job marking Garnacho tonight. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's the other thing as well with, with Garnacho. I think because of the lack of squad depth United have going forward, I think it's unfair to expect him to have an 8 out of 10 every week still yeah, because he's, he's still he's still developing as a player and I think as an impact player he's still definitely got a, a big role to play and he's, he's much better than Alanga was but I thought it was a strange decision to, to start him today, first game of the season. I just think that's a lot of, a lot of pressure to put on someone like him. I don't think he really had much choice or did he? And he was, in fairness, he was brilliant last week, wasn't he, in the friendly at Old Trafford? Um, but again, I think I just think it's one of the things when you play him, you're having to accommodate him a little bit because obviously our best attacker plays best on the left-hand side, and I don't think he had that much in terms of options today. Now Sancho did okay when he came on, but um, Marcel was on the bench, but probably not going to be fully fit. You know, Hoyland, you'd think he's going to take that number nine, and, and Garnacho will go back to being a sort of squad player impact sub. But you just even after you spent all that money, we still look very light up top again, and we're still sort of. Fudging players around. I was going to come on to that. I might, I might be stating the obvious here, but obviously we yet to see Ireland obviously play a, a minute yet, let alone you know put pressure on his shoulders to go and score us 25, 30 goals. But my instinct from tonight was we, we've got to change. Ten Hag has got to change the style of play when it you know he's, he's our new number nine. Simple as it, it can't continue with Rashford on the left, Anthony on the right, Ganacho on the left, Marsh, uh, whoever down the middle. So the style of play has got to change. Well, I think it, it we'll was... see a massive difference in that because even when he tried to play Vegost in that role, you know, and Marcel, for all his critics, we looked better when he played yeah. in that played yeah. that sense. So I think that's that's going to be his massive aim that you're going to have it's a got bit to run a focal point. Yeah. There's no fluidity tonight again, um, and it, and again you, you can argue first game of the season. Everyone's a bit rusty. Casemiro was absolutely knackered. Didn't even celebrate the goal. He's in the back of a Stratford net, just like thinking, "Give me a two-minute break," uh, you know. Surprised he lasted 90 minutes. You know, people were diving in. Lots of yellow cards tonight as well. So you know, the game's changed with the rules. So that's going to that's going to make it more interesting. But I think Martinez was very fortunate to stand. You know, there's a point when a Wolves player had a run, and if he'd gone down when he got fouled, he'd got sent off. But that's fair play to the Wolves player, because knowing he was three v two, he carried on running. Yeah. But yeah, he could have easily been sent off for that as well. Exactly. Martinez, yeah, yeah, that's exactly the reason why he's brought out. Did he go off injured or? No, I, I, I think he was literally at a point where yeah, he was sort of like exactly. yellow and a half, wasn't he? Yeah, he was he was one of them, but. Um, I'm, you know what I'm more concerned about though is how much bleached air we've got in our team right now I mean that can't bode well they're not men, men you'd have in the trenches with you we've all got ble bleached blonde hair and turkey teeth well, one of our sellers turned up with bleached <laughs> hair didn't we <laughs> <laughs> no we won't go into that yeah um, yeah next one I want to speak about I think it's pretty obvious um, the goalkeeper Onana um, what's his name one thing which you know one thing which um kind of frustrated me a bit in the first half and it's because I'm not used to it how slow were we because we was passing out from the back we, we just had no you know sharp start 
straight onto the opposition. It was so laboured, weren't it? It's, it? A, it's a big change yeah. in it, and we have to. Yeah. I think we will have to be patient with that one. Um, yeah. There's a lot of expectancy that suddenly Onana's going to be like Beckenbauer at the back, isn't it? But um, you know, we can't sit and moan about De Gea like we did for years. But um, it was it was just all round. I think it was a malaise throughout the team. There was no spark there. You know, yeah. we've had, it, maybe it doesn't help playing on a Monday night because you think of games where we've had in recent years when we have played at weekend. Um, but you know, it might do us good just to dampen enthusiasm a little bit, you know, dampen expectation because remember us beating Chelsea four 0 we beat Leeds five one on opening days and you know, seasons that have sort of flattered to deceive after a lot of expectation was put on us. So it might actually do us a little bit of a favour in a perverse way that no one's gonna be sort of noticing um United and, and, and putting them up there to what was your view remember, of the game, James? Yeah. Do you remember when United lost away to Everton that season they won the title and Fellaini completely destroyed them? So Ferguson lost quite a few games on the open day. I mean, even I remember Van Gaal losing to Swansea, and that was an awful game. And United still finished in top four that season. So again, it's early stages of the season, but it's it's nice to get a win, even though the performance wasn't there. You don't want to start on the back foot like you did last season, where you've got a defeat straight away to Brighton and then another defeat to Brentford, and that ended up costing United in the race for the title that they were sort of in around Christmas. So. I think if they can just continue building on what they've got at the minute, then that's fine. And I think, obviously, a lot of people are going to kick off and go, oh, well, the performance wasn't great. And it wasn't, but the thing is, United have still won. And in the past, that, that wouldn't have happened when they played like that. What about the goalie, Stuart? Yeah, <laughs> well... Skirted around the act. Yeah. <laughs> like Boris Johnson, eh? We bought him, obviously, because, you know, he's, he's meant to be better than De Gea with his feet. End of. Uh, we're hopefully see that. You've got to give him at least a season, no matter what he does. In the next 30 odd games, really, you've got to give him a season to settle into the Premier League. But the players in front of him, so just going off the four main players in front of him tonight, you know, you've got a couple of World Cup winners in Varane and Martinez. You've got Luke Shaw, who's very comfortable with the ball and, you know, an established, you know, international. And Wan Bazaka, who was probably the one maybe a year or so ago you'd have questioned, has massively improved as well. So they're all comfortable with the ball. In front of them, you've got Casemiro, who again should be comfortable with the ball. Uh, even Ericsson so there's no reason why we can't and shouldn't improve by 15-20% I don't think you can really blame the goalie it doesn't matter how good a passing you are if there's nobody moving into space I think there's just a complete lack of sharpness and a lack of just being on it like I said it just looked a little bit malaise and I don't know whether there's been a you know, hard training this week, or whether they've just, you know, not yeah. quite had enough time to play together as a team. Some he kicked it long as well a couple of times, didn't he? He had no choice almost. Yeah. And, and you're kicking it long to Rashford, he's, he's not the greatest in the air either, you know. So you, you know, you're not going to win that up against the I likes just hope of. He's not Bravo, that's, that's the only concern I've got. When, when City did that and they got rid of Joe Hart, it was a good shot stopper and brought in Bravo. And they just weren't quite ready in there to move on to Edison to get what they were. I, I think, I mean, what from what I've seen tonight, you know, I, I, I think, you know, I know I was saying I was a bit impatient about building from the back because I didn't think the players with that slight, slight tweak in midfield as well I didn't think they, they, they felt like they knew where each other were at all times as well so it, I thought it was quite hard to build but I mean from his saving point of view and his bravery you know you can't really fault that because his personality as well yeah, I think yeah, as yeah. We, you know that's going to be you can tell he's a very infectious player I still think in midfield for all the money yeah. they've spent they lack somebody who can just put a foot on the ball who can dictate that tempo of and you know keep the a ball every time? Yeah, just and I think that was his original aim when he wanted that De Jong from Barcelona. You, you know, you'd almost crying out for a character type player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get what Casemiro does; he does a bit of everything, but he's erratic. He's almost like having another. I think when you've got Casemiro and Fernandez in the midfield, you're not going to keep possession as well as you possibly always need to. And I think only, that that extra spot I think would have been better for somebody. Like I said, I'm not going to start judging Mount yet, but no. he's. Um, even even today, you, you might have even gone with playing maybe Mount or Fernandez out wide, 
playing only one of those two sort of erratic wingers. But the that midfield. type of player who we've just spoke about, who we've probably still not got then, and probably that we didn't need to sign Mount, is probably the likes of Casado, isn't it? Who's going to go to either Liverpool or Chelsea by the looks of it. I don't know he's hundred odd million, but he's exactly the fit, athletic, young, and you know has done an amazing job for Brighton in the last couple of seasons. I said before tonight that it's not. Um if we're going to keep the same formation as last year I'm, I'm most worried about what's to the left of Casemiro but it seems that we've tweaked um, you know we've got the two further up the pitch so like I, like I said I, I'm, I've got real reservations about how that's going to work but you know we'll see how it he didn't look very balanced did it I think no, tonight no. It, it looked a little bit sort of top a little bit how Liverpool did yesterday where their midfield didn't really quite work you know you could tell when their forwards got the ball you know they might look dangerous but it didn't quite work and you're just lacking that somebody to you know, a little bit like, like Fernandez was for, for Chelsea yesterday, someone who can just dictate tempo a little bit more. And, and when the going is tough, just someone to put your foot on the ball and, yeah. and slow the game down. But it's easier said than done because there's not a lot of those players about. If you no. know, you sat there, it's like saying, oh, we need a striker, we need this. You know, a lot of those players don't exist anymore. And, and moving on, obviously, you know, we've got Spurs in five days' time. And you, you could say, OK, it's one game a week something, but let's, you know, let's think about it. It's first week of the season. City have, would have had like a seven or eight day rest. Most of the teams have had a five or six day rest. You know, a lot of players were really struggling tonight, and we've got to go to Spurs, who you know isn't is tough at the best of times. So if we play anything like that on Saturday, we'll get beat. Well, yeah. I, had a, I had a bit of time on Sunday, so I watched the Spurs game. So I thought um, us football Swedes are already scouting the next opposition. You know, one good but, thing. One good but, thing though is that yeah. Wolves at home's out of the way because it yeah. is literally the most every miserable, year. and it has yeah. been every, yeah. there, every year. It's been a good year. United have played, or, 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 or they've won. It's no. one nil or one draw every year. Yeah, it's dreadful. I think we'll beat Spurs. I really do. I've got, I've got quite that, confident. That and Postecoglou's gone with them. Yeah. The sort of style of play is a bit naive straight away. Yeah. The, the the one thing which I disagree with you all on tonight as well is I think I think Wolves are better than people think, um, especially with you know we need to take into account the fact that <clears throat> Ten Hag had absolutely no idea and no evidence how they were going to play at all. You I know, think, they're, think they're, a, they're a nice, nice, yeah. easy on the eye sort of side, but they just—you no can tell they're not going to yeah. score a lot of goals no, this no, season. No. No. They've got a bit of a, a couple of you know, the best players, haven't they? But that Kuna, I believe, was he out most of last season injured? Yeah, he was at Atletico Madrid but, as well. But, but he, he was absolutely yeah. man of the match tonight. He We're ran the show, about didn't he? Nunes as well. You know, Lamina's been linked with clubs for a while. You know, it's a pretty yeah. solid midfield. They'll be absolutely devastated if they went away yeah. from here tonight with at least not, you know, I, a, I a think, point. though, generally, you know, to, to trail a new midfield against a three like that, um, because they didn't look interested, you know, in, in you know, the, the forwards as much. But I do, I, I don't I don't think Wolves are as bad as you lot are saying there, especially under Quite a an annoying, manager, obnoxious set of fans as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They always have been, haven't they? Yeah. I, I, I've, um, I remember that cup game we lost to them at Molyneux a few years ago, that... They just, um, yeah. They, they, I've never, not, never been a fan of Wolves since they've come. The way up. that they will say the word shite. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just it's horrible. Right. Okay. We're um, going to wrap up anyway. Um, give us a man of the match, John. I know mine. Um, he's got the goal. He gets a clean sheet. You probably have to give it Varane. I think. Today. Yeah, I think Varane as well. I mean, he's just obviously he's scored as well, but he should have scored another. Time, I just right? think the way that he just commands the defence. United haven't had a player like him for probably since. Even like Vidic or Ferdinand going back that far in terms of a solid defender. I'm going to agree with Varane, but we're, we're, just to go back a little bit, obviously we've not really spoken about who, who had a bad game as such, but I thought Fernandez obviously was particularly poor in his passing, but saying that, made the little pass, cute pass into Wambazaka for the Varane goal. So, you Did know. Wambazaka cross it? Yeah, he dinked it. So, you know, we're, everyone was getting on, you know, Bruno's back, you know, three kicks, corners over it, and his, his passing was way off tonight. But he's, he's the type of player, we've said this 
over the last few seasons, don't we? He, he carries on and he gets that pass and he got that pass into Wambazaka. Wambazaka again, bursting forward, like he probably wouldn't have done two years ago. And a little dink over for Varane to edit into almost an empty net. So it was a great team goal to win it. Varane, yeah. yeah. Varane. Well, I, I, I think you're all mad, to be honest, because mine's definitely Wambazaka. I don't, I don't know um, how you can think otherwise, but Piers, I'm outvoted. Um, so moving on then, um, is it Forest in two weeks? Yeah. Tottenham this week, week Forest, on Saturday. Forest and then Arsenal, yeah. It's Saturday, yeah. Forest. 3 o'clock Saturday, yeah. Forest. Yeah. Yeah. Saturday. Weird, okay. weird time to play football. Yeah, um, I hope everyone had a good summer anyway and cheers for supporting the mag. Um, good sales tonight. Um, we have, um, unfortunately, lost more than one thread this summer. We've also lost Betfred as our sponsor. So, um, yeah. Well, anyone's interested. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's interested, um, please get in touch, yeah. Thanks very much, everyone. Cheers.